blessed presence live, every his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, there is my soul's best song. with us here today and he's been encouragement and I appreciate so much him coming down and preaching for us today. So Brother Groff, would you please come and, and preach to us once again? Almost had to lift me out of the chair. It's good to have you all back. And uh, appreciate your gracious pastor. <coughs> and uh, they got a lot going on. We need to pray for them. <laughs> we just moved a few years back, and it's no small chore. When I was a, when I was young, my wife and I were young. We bounced around here and there and everything. But the older you get, the different the different it gets. <laughs> and uh, I better turn this on, or the sound room's going to come up here and get me. There it went. Accepting, I mean, facing and accepting adversity. And uh, praise God for helping to get this going the right direction here. It's not what I had planned, and he changed it this afternoon. So here we are. But we'll see what happens. God's amazing. And uh, <clears throat> a principle for maintaining freedom in our life. Uh, from scripture it's very important that uh, you know we got freedom today but what happens tomorrow might be a whole new thing we don't know what's happening but we one thing we do know is he's in control we have to remind ourselves of that continually like I mentioned this morning Pastor Paisley a friend of mine talked about it he used to think that the older he got the easier it'd be because he knows more Bible well, you know more Bible, it shows you more things you ain't got straight. <laughs> so God has given me some bringings up in those areas. But <clears throat> a principle.
principle for maintaining freedom in our life. And of course, the number one, one of the number one things in uh, maintaining freedom is realizing God's grace. And, you know, Paul said his grace is sufficient. We have to remind ourselves uh, we are a forgetful uh, creature. And, uh, and nobody, nobody say amen, but the older I get, the more forgetful I am. And <clears throat> so I have to, I got a gracious wife that helps me with that. Not help me forget, but she helps me remember. And uh, I was telling pastor and his family today that we've been gracious, God's been gracious to us. We've been married for uh, 62 years last June and he gave us five children and uh, God's been a blessing. Uh, we're, in our older years, we're more blessed that God keeps bringing them a little closer. We were scattered all over the countryside and uh, the farthest one away right now, my sons and his wife are in Hawaii and he, they were, they were there, well, that was their fault we went to Alaska I hope that don't have any inclination of what's going on now. And, uh, but uh, we're very blessed. We have a, a very precious family and uh, he's been good to us. And so <clears throat> coming past temptations, coming past hurts in our lives and uh, you know, the devil don't take it laying down. Uh, his plan is to steal and kill and destroy. And he likes to give the Christian a bad time. And <clears throat> we don't have to accept that. We don't have to live there. But it's real. It's not something that he stays outside the door over there and don't bother me. He's there all the time. He's alive and well. And he's had a lot of practice over the years. He knows our weak spots. He knows where to pick on us. And uh, <clears throat> we need to remember that God's still on the throne. God <clears throat> knows exactly what's going on in my life. And he loves me. And I say that often because it's the fact that God loves me has been a change my life. And sometimes we forget about how much God does care for us. And <clears throat> if we're not careful, we start uh, letting all that's going on implode, if you will, on us. And uh, like I said this morning, nothing takes God by surprise. And <clears throat> he's for us, with us. And so some things that helps us going through adversity. And of course, uh, <clears throat> it's like grace versus temptation. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a balancing thing. And so we need to go towards God and keep the grace pile real high because the temptation comes to shooting in here all the time. And <clears throat> so his grace is what keeps me, Paul said, <clears throat> his grace is sufficient. And so we need to build a working relationship with God's word that every situation that comes along, where do I go first thing? I need to run to the word of God. And that's where God talks to me. I'm not vocally but he talks to me through his word that's he that's why he wrote it he wrote us a love letter because he loved us and uh, <clears throat> that we can have 
have what we need in the time of need, he's on our side. <clears throat> so we need to develop an attitude that, that the overall war we're going to win. In the end, we're going to win. God's going <laughs> to God's going to take us up to glory, and that'll be a glorious day. And His returning could be any time. Uh, nothing has to change. Nothing has to be added. He could just say, "This is it. We're going up." And <clears throat> I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker. <clears throat> and uh, but the war, seemingly war, the attacks from every side is going to end when I'm with Christ. <clears throat> and then another thing we need to think about, uh, things that tempt us. We all got, we all got parts in our life that, where we're easily tempted. And <clears throat> when one of those doors open, we need to get it closed as fast as we can. You know, in the dead of winter, you don't leave the door open. You shut that out just as fast as you can. You know, I remember hollering as a kid, shut the door! You know? <laughs> Born in the barn? That was my mom's favorite saying. And uh, <clears throat> so we need to, when things crop up in our lives, it comes back. And it's not usually, I mean, there is some new things that pop up, but there are a lot of the old, it's just the same old thing. Our flesh is still flesh, and the same things that got me yesterday uh, that I thought I got victory over pops up and slaps me in the face the next day. And so we need <clears throat> to learn to close the doors when those things pop up. And then we need to work hard to make no provision for our flesh. <clears throat> we, uh, uh, there's things that we enjoy if we're not careful that is not always, uh, you know, may not bother somebody, but it may bother me, and I need to pay attention. And uh, not <clears throat> I'm not saying that uh, sinfulness uh, has a, a place at any time, but there's things in our life that can prompt me to think the wrong kind of thoughts, to go the wrong direction. And I need, <clears throat> need to make no provision for that. And then we need to practice a, uh, a replacement, replace images in our mind, in our thinking. You know, I, I mentioned this morning about what happens in our mind. And we need to, we, I, I tell reformers, uh, students, you got four seconds. That's not very long but four seconds to go the right direction. You can either start figuring it out or you can run to Christ. And so <clears throat> the images that pop up in our mind, the things from the past or whatever they may be, the things that draw me aside, I need to have something. And, and you can't just get rid of them. So I'm not going to think that way no more. It don't work that way. You have to replace it. You have to replace air with truth. And truth makes us free. And so it's important when things come, when we, when we help people in Reformers Unanimous, it's a, uh, a uh, discipleship course. But the whole thing that we're doing is helping them to quit thinking about the past and start thinking about truth and the future. And <clears throat> because there is a future. They don't think so, but we need to show them there is a future. And we need to remember that, that we're not just stuck in a rut here. <clears throat> but we have a future in Christ. <clears throat> Every day we have a new, a new day in Christ, and we need to live that way. <clears throat> and uh, and don't you know? I'm not saying this like I do that all the time, or I know that. It's just it's something we need to practice continually. And so God gives us grace, 
and uh, given desire and power to perform the will of God in any given situation, if we'll ask him. It don't make any difference what's going on. Uh, like I said a while ago, it don't, it's not a surprise to God, and he has something for me to get past my past or get past the present, if you will. And so <clears throat> we need to be thinking that direction. Over in Philippians chapter 2, you don't need to turn there, but to <clears throat> 2 verse 3, for it is God which worketh both to, <clears throat> both to will and to do his good pleasure. You know, it's not about my, me working out my salvation. It's not about me working to be the kind of person I need to be. It's allowing him to work through me. And it's all about what Christ is doing in my life. We're, the Bible says we're his workmanship. <clears throat> his plan is to make me more like Christ. And we need to yield to that in our directions. In Romans 5.12 it says <clears throat> where uh, sin abounds, what? Grace did much more abound. God's, I'm a little redundant here, but God's grace is always sufficient. And the devil wants to discourage us into thinking that this is different. This situation is different, or this is happening is different, or <clears throat> and on and on. The devil likes to trick us into the, that. And, of course, we mentioned grace versus temptations. Uh, we must learn to choose God's grace over natural inclinations to sin. God will give me the grace in this situation just like he's done a hundred times before. Just like the grace he gave you when you trusted Christ as your Savior. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about you got strong and got saved. No, it's about me yielding to his grace that prompts my heart. Hey, <clears throat> me, myself, and I would have never chose God. Would never have went towards God. <clears throat> my flesh would go the way Leon wants to go. And what happened to happen was the grace of God prompted my heart to start thinking in that direction. He, he got me in a corner, if you will that I couldn't think anything else. And <clears throat> I needed something different. And uh, my brother led me to the Lord. My <clears throat> younger brother showed me that uh, God loved me and he wanted me to be free from old ways. You know, Paul, I, I quoted this, but <clears throat> my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. You know, the Bible tells us that we need to die to our flesh. That needs to happen every single day. Now I get up in the morning, and it's not about me. It's about all about Jesus Christ. I need to die to the way. What's that mean? Die to my way of thinking. Die to my way of dealing with issues. And <clears throat> I need to get him in the middle of all my thinking and all of my ways and so, because his grace is sufficient to take me to the next step in my li life. And <clears throat> like I, I mentioned this morning, Brother Paisley uh, told me, that he always thought that when I got older, it'd be easier. I'm a little more worried about God. I mean, he's been preaching for over 50 years. And he said, <clears throat> I, just, I just knew when I, when I get older, it's going to be easier. And he said, no, it's not easier. You know more. And so you recognize things that are not right. And so you need God's grace to deal with every situation. <clears throat> unless, we, unless we fall into discouragement when... We think we ought to know more and deal better with things. <clears throat> we need to not allow that to happen. Just go towards Christ because God knows what's going on now as he did back then. 
He got me past my past before. He can do it again. <clears throat> he can help me think right now, just like he did back then, and change my direction of my life. <clears throat> Over in Psalm 1, 1 through 3, in Reformers, we spend a lot of time in this verse. But it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Where are you getting your counsel? You know, so one of our worst counselors is ourself. <clears throat> the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You can tell yourself a lie so quick and believe it. And by the way, you can find somebody else to go along with you. <clears throat> you can go say, hey, you know, I had this. I'm thinking about this. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then you go to your pastor or your wife and say, where'd you get them thoughts? That is totally wrong. You're going the wrong way. We can convince ourselves of things that are way off. And uh, really? Yeah, really. Because our heart's deceitful. We can think wrong things. And, <clears throat> and so uh, where do we get our counsel? <clears throat> and in other words, don't have ungodly counsel. Nor stand in the way of sinners. And, of course, we, we understand we shouldn't be hanging. We should be around sinners, but we shouldn't be hanging around sinners. <clears throat> we need to, we need to uh, let them see Christ through us, but we ought not to be staying there in a way that's affecting the way I deal with life. <clears throat> and or, or sitting to see the scornful. But here it is. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. <laughs> I need to change my delighter, if you will. <clears throat> I need to, things that used to make me happy and enjoy. I used to be an avid uh, snow machine rider, and uh, God had to get my attention after a couple wrecks and a couple broken snowmobiles and stuff like that. <clears throat> got my attention that uh, being the Lord's house is more important. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, we won't go there, but, <clears throat> but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and what? And in his law does he meditate day and night. Now, folks, that's where the victory's at, meditation. We can know all about the Bible. <clears throat> we can know all kinds of scripture. <clears throat> we can read the Bible a lot. But what am I thinking about? When you go to bed at night and put your head on a pillow, what are you thinking? Are you meditating on scripture? Are you thinking about all the problems that the devil whispers in your ear when you put your head on a pillow? That's when it all comes screaming in. You know, when I'm dealing with the addicted people, when they put their head on a pillow at night, all of the wicked things they've ever done pop back in their mind. It just comes pouring in like, shoo. you can't just put bad thoughts and wickedness out. You have to replace them. You have to put truth in their place. <clears throat> you can't, it's just like taking a bottle and trying to take everything out of it, and, <clears throat> and you don't replace something, it just goes shoo, right back in. That's where our brain is. That's where we are. If we, don't, if we don't replace with truth and meditate on God's word and on his love and his care and his, and his promises, <clears throat> we will naturally go back. And so we need to continue. It's a continual thing. And then just at one time, oh, man, I went to the altar and God met with me and, oh, he did this and everything. And we were excited, and rightly so. But don't stop there. You don't stop there. You need back there regularly and allow him to to work in our thinking so and, uh, <clears throat> and then it says in the latter part of psalm one there and you should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and that <clears throat> you know a tree that blossoms my life starts blossoming when i get closer to him not so not that i'm looking for some kind of outward thing but the blossoming starts inside here 
When it happens inside here, then it bubbles out. You can't help it. And Brother Steve Currington, the, the founder of Reformers Unanimous, uh, uh, helped us to guard as directors and, and workers uh, so that we ought to be teaching people from the overflow. Otherwise, you'll burn out. If you're not <clears throat> in the Bible regularly, so that it's just kind of bubbling out and people are getting the benefit of it, and you just try to keep teaching and giving and giving and teaching, you'll burn out. <clears throat> and uh, I've watched so many people. And uh, uh, I told you about my daughter who went from, she'd been a bus captain for 25 years. And she brought kids in like, I mean, the kids knew she loved them. And, and it, was, it was great. I mean, she's doing a great job. But it started dragging. And she was still bringing the kids in, but she wasn't doing so good. And, and she got to talking to me about it, and we got to talking about it. And I said, you need to stop, the, resign the bus route, give it to somebody else, and come to Reformers and re recharge your batteries. And she didn't like that. Uh, she said, if it wasn't for you, Dad, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> and, but she did. And <clears throat> by the way, this is a side note. You need to have some counsel in your life. You need to have your pastors a counsel in your life. <clears throat> My pastor in Alaska was younger than I was, and there's, there's a lot of people younger than I is, but, but anyway, he had veto power. When <clears throat> whatever came up, uh, he could say, Leon, you, we ain't doing that. And I just went with it. And that was the way I was operated. <clears throat> and we need to have someone in our life that has veto power <clears throat> instead of, me, myself, and I. We need to have where God can work through somebody else, a godly leader that can come in and prompt us to think the right kind of thoughts <clears throat> and deal with stuff. And so if you want to flourish, and God wants you to flourish, if you want to flourish, you need to be by the rivers of water, by the word of God. You need, And, of course, I'm speaking to the choir tonight. You're here on a, on a Sunday night, but uh, we need to be where we hear the word of God. <clears throat> None of us... None of us can uh, <clears throat> live very long without water. And the water of the word is what gets us. <clears throat> that being forth fruit of the season, his leaf also is not wither, and, and whatsoever you do is so prosper. We like it when we're prospering. But it isn't because of Leon Groff. It's because of what God's doing and God working through. And uh, I talk a lot about reformers and the results of it all, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of what God was doing through my life and uh, allowed his testimony through, through me to help some people. You know, when I st first started speaking to Reformers Anonymous, I, my thought was, you know, I've been, I've been uh, doing children's church for 15 years. And we had a bus ride up there. We'd have some 50 to 100 kids in junior church. And you got to get pretty animated once in a while to keep that many kids going the right direction. And, uh, but I had some helpers and all. And, but <clears throat> kids need to know that somebody cares. And when you bring kids in on a bus route, out of homes where they, I mean, some of our bus workers went into the home and put their shoes on them and, and had something for them to eat on the bus on the way to church. They didn't have that in home. Mom, was, mom and dad were passed out drunk and uh, bringing the kids in. And so that's the kind of kids we had in our, in our junior church. And uh, they just needed somebody to care. And <laughs> I'll tell you this. There's one little boy, and he was... Uh, he was a terror, and I don't think he ever 
had any care or anything. And he was bouncing off the walls, going around, and, and I was ready to pick him up, shake him like this, you know. But I knew that wasn't going to work. And so we dealt with it for quite a while, and uh, I got to do something. So this is lady that had taught Sunday school quite a bit, very tender person, but she was disciplined. And, and uh, so I asked her, I said, would you just take that boy in Sunday school in a junior church, just you and, you and him? And, you know, as soon as we did that, he flattened out just like that because he had a personal attention. Hey, I need some personal attention from my father. I need to get close enough to him I can enjoy that. And we need to do that underneath the, underneath the preaching of God's word. We need to do it by a daily uh, time in the Bible. And God, <coughs> God uh, works. And we receive, you know, not with a haughty spirit that I'm really going to get something, but because just because I'm there, I'll get something. And uh, it says in, in James 1.21, <coughs> And receive the, with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. And, you know, saving our soul, yeah, when I trusted Christ as Savior, I'm going to heaven. And uh, I used to, and uh, reformers, you, you know, you get quite a few people that had some Bible when they were little and everything, and maybe they even trusted Christ as their Savior. But they got off track, it was going anyway, and uh, we'd help them. And I said, <clears throat> you know, have you ever been in a grocery store, and Mama had her boy, boy in, the, in the shopping cart, and he didn't get his sugar smacks or whatever he wanted. And so he's up at the, she's up at the checkout counter, and he's kicking and screaming and hollering and going and on, carrying on. But he's going out the door. When mom heads out with a cart, he's going out the door, whether he likes it or not. You know, <clears throat> you can enjoy the trip, or you can kick and scream all the way. Because once you trust Christ as your Savior, you're going. So you better, you better jump on board and enjoy the trip. <clears throat> it's, it's to your betterment and uh, I don't know why I put that in there but anyway <clears throat> it was free we won't charge you for that one <clears throat> and uh, find a place in the body of Christ and begin to serve him by giving truth that has <clears throat> that have helped you to help others don't just soak and sour <laughs> don't just take in truth because anything that just keeps taking in sooner or later it turns to turns sour inside <clears throat> you need to you need to take it you need to help some there's people all around that's been through the same thing you're going through and they just want somebody to love on them somebody to encourage them somebody to get along you don't have to teach them a bunch of stuff just be a friend just come alongside them Start, and, and you have to purpose to do that because they ain't going to come to you. They don't even know who you are. They don't even know that you've ever had a problem. <clears throat> but just come along. And you don't go to them just sharing your problem. You go to them just to be a friend. And that's what God starts doing. And it'll do something to the inside of you. It'll get you off of you and onto others. And what, that's what Christ's all about. It's about others. About helping individuals, encouraging their lives. And I don't, I don't, it don't matter really what stage of life you're in. There's somebody that you can encourage. Uh, I keep referring back to Reformers now because that's what I've been in for quite a while. But uh, in the group, we encourage people that have been coming for a while and get by some things in their life. 
<coughs> to help somebody who's having a hard time. When they're in their groups, uh, ladies can ask a question where they're having a hard time. You know, I'm dealing with this. I don't know what's going on and everything. But here sits a lady that's already been through what you've been through. And she shares what God did for her to get her past her past. And hey, there's a lot of people that need that. Everybody, can, we can all be a, a minister to somebody. There's people <coughs> all around us. And so we need to start, get ourselves plugged in. How do I deal with adversity in my life? I get plugged in. I get going towards what God wants to do. I start <coughs> serving uh, the way God wants me to serve. Over in Corinthians chapter, Second uh, Corinthians 1, uh, 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of what? All comfort. <laughs> we need some comfort. <laughs> we go through some stuff that other people don't even have a clue. And it's just nice to have somebody comes along. And then they really didn't say too much, but they're just a comfort. And <clears throat> we need to be that comfort. Because it says in the rest of that verse, uh, <clears throat> Father of all mercies, um, the God of, of all comfort, who comforted all, uh, comfort us, in all our tribulation, not just part of them, he'll comfort us wherever it's at, in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble. We have a mandate. We need to be a comfort to people all around us. <clears throat> you say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't know, but he knows. And he wants you to reach out and comfort those around us. <clears throat> and uh, it'll, it'll do some things for your life that nothing else will. You can come to church every Sunday and, uh, and read your Bible every day. But if you'll start serving, it'll change your life. It'll change the way you feel about things <clears throat> and put some joy inside your heart that you've never had. That we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith, where do we get our comfort? <clears throat> we ourselves are comforted of God. God gave us, hey, when I got saved, it was a great comfort. <laughs> my sin I don't have to deal with it anymore God took care of that how many sins did he forgive when you got saved huh? <clears throat> all of them past sins, present sins and future sins you say future? yeah because they were all future when he died on the cross and so <clears throat> I'm underneath his cloak of care and love and covetous just because I trusted him <clears throat> he wants to comfort hey there's a lot of people out there who need some comfort and then in, in Romans chapter um, 8, 37 through 39, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, <clears throat> nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall what? Be able to separate us from the love of God. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Now, you can be uh, caught up on yourself and problems and not enjoy the love of God, but it's still there. It's always there. It never moves. He said, what do you say? I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's always there. And when I mess up and I'm going the wrong way, <clears throat> hey, God's not mad at you. <laughs> What's he say? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and what? I'll give you rest. God will give us rest out of our, <coughs> of our hard times, out of our, our, of our bad choices, if you will. <coughs> he wants to get me back. 
He wants me to come back. He's always on my side. He always loves me. No matter how stupid of a decision I've made, he's always there to encourage me and bring me back. How do I get <coughs> away from adversity? It's just go towards the master that cares about me. <coughs> so, <coughs> and we talked about closing doors. If we reopen a door as the enemy, immediately close it. As soon as you recognize that this ain't right, we need to run to Jesus. <clears throat> as soon as I recognize there's something going on in here, I need to run to Jesus. That'll get me, keep me out of adversity, but it'll get me past adversity. I start thinking about the right thing <clears throat> and I think about truth. Uh, you can continue. No, you cannot continue to let the past interrupt your future. Let me say that again. You can't continue to let your past to interrupt your future. What am I saying? The things that's happened, Pastor, you need to leave it there. What did Paul say? <clears throat> I count them all but dung. He, he put his past, his past. Paul was a wicked guy when he was going before he trusted Christ as Savior, and he put all of that behind me and went forward for Christ. And <clears throat> so uh, the devil likes to bring up past things, and, but we don't have to live there. Uh, it's dangerous to keep looking in a rearview mirror and driving forward. <laughs> We're going to end up in a ditch somewhere or slam into a wall or smash our face or something's going to happen if I keep looking back instead of forward. <clears throat> Victory comes by looking forward. Uh, <clears throat> if you fail, if you fail, learn to fall forward. You ever watch an athlete and he stumbles when he's running and doing something? What happens? He don't go back like this. Oh, no. No, he takes two more extra steps to catch up and get going. <clears throat> Learn to fall forward. What, what's it mean, fall forward? Run to the Word of God. <clears throat> Head for truth that make me free. <clears throat> I learned to f keep going that direction. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the fast to fulfill the lust thereof. <clears throat> we need to, uh, and you know, every once in a while we need to go back and clean house. What's all going on in my house? What am, I, what am I allowing? What am I thinking? You know, sometimes things slip in and we ain't even paying attention. We need to ask God, what's the, what about what's going on with me? What's my life? What's, and to help me start thinking right. And so we need to, for every, every lie that we recognize, we need to replace it with truth. Whatever I thought, this situation is so bad, I'll never get out of it. That's a lie. We need to <coughs> replace it with truth. And then we uh, replace lives with truth, uh, immoral images with moral images, start putting godly stuff in front of you, uh, <clears throat> false knowledge with the word of God. We, I mean, we've got a lot of knowledge that's been pumped into us over the years. We need to just keep pumping in the word of God <clears throat> and keep pumping in. And then <clears throat> improper thinking with upward thinking. I need, to, I need to focus on Christ. <clears throat> don't, <laughs> don't think about the garbage because you can't fix it that way. <clears throat> the only thing that you can get past your past is start thinking upward towards God. Taking his word in, spending more. You know, sometimes when you're having a hard time, you don't feel like going to the Bible. But just kick yourself in the pants and go do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you ever, you ever take a child and uh, they didn't want to do it, but you knew what was good for them? Yeah, well, that's the way we are. 
We need to treat ourselves that way. We need to go towards truth because God's not a liar. He's not a man that he can lie. He has truth, and he can make me free. I want to encourage you with that tonight. And we need to practice going towards Christ, no matter what it is. No matter it's my thought life or <clears throat> things I look at or things I hear. You know, so I've seen homes that had to just go in and clean everything out because everything was corrupt. You know, they were watching the boob tube, and they was, <clears throat> they was uh, had different things going on in the home, and, and some, of them, some of them even had, uh, like, pictures that weren't appropriate and all kinds of stuff. And they just had to go in and clean the house because everything was there that prompted them to think wrong thoughts. And <clears throat> the only way we can get past that is get in the book so we can change the way our thinker thinks. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for these folks and their attentiveness. We thank you for being our God, being all-powerful, and how that you work in our lives. And Lord, we just ask that you'd work in a very unique way in each one of these folks. We pray that you'd be glorified, that we'd be what you'd have us to be, and we'll praise you for what you're going to do. Let's all stand as the piano starts playing. <clears throat> Talk to the Lord. I know you can do it right there, but it's it's always wise to make steps towards God and come to the come to God's <coughs> altar. We have an altar and meet with God. You know, every major decision in my life was made at an altar. I surrendered to preach. I got married at an altar. <coughs> major decisions need to be made at an altar. God wants to meet with you. He cares about you. Don't let pride keep you from going to the altar, no matter what stage of life you've got going on. <clears throat> God wants to meet with you. He loves you, and he has some answers. Pastor? Yeah, the songbook, page 306, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Have thine own way. I'm
Father, we thank you that uh, you do continue to keep working on us. And Lord, we know that the change in our life uh, it comes from the Holy Spirit and yielding to his control in our life. Father, I pray that you would just have more and more of our life every day. And Lord, that we would surrender to you. Father, we just thank you for the fact that uh, one day we're going to be complete when we're there with you. And what a glorious thing that will be. Lord, you're just such a wonderful God. Pray that you keep us safe as we go. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to remember what we've heard tonight. Lord, that it would be a help and encouragement. Lord, we replace in our mind the things that are not right. And Lord, look to the, the truth. And Lord, that we might be willing to uh, just move forward for you. Father, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother Groff, if you can have you in the back, back there will be great. Uh, you can shake hands with the folk. And it's good to have you all here this evening. I hope you have a safe trip home. And I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. Thank you.